What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on the Sports Gilling Podcast Network and presented to you today by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgillingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgillingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Don't forget about IP Vanish. We're brought to you also by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com backslash SGP. That's ipvanish.com backslash SGP. And don't forget about the SGPN Discord. Make sure you go to the new Discord server, the perfect place to interact, sweat the bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgillingpodcast.com backslash Discord. Everybody, make sure you do all that, that like, subscribe, and do all those things to support the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now I want to introduce my guest, one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Every time you're on Fantasy Pros, I'm always like cheering in my car for you. Uh, Scott, how are you doing today, sir? Dave, that's an intro, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I, I love doing this. I love talking football. Uh, I love being able to, you know, even in season, out of season, break down kind of what's important about it, why we like it, what's interesting, how it hooks us. Uh, and man, I got to go on Fantasy Pros three times last year. And Joe Pizzapia said I was the holiday guy. And that just like, I mean, warmed my heart. I can't work there right now. You know, I got to keep being a teacher, but uh, that was just so cool. What a great experience last year. And, uh, you know, shout out Joe and everybody at Fancy Pros. They're awesome. Yeah. And, and like I said, Scott is, you know, when you're on there, I, I love it. And you're just, you're so on point when you're on there. Uh, I just been really impressed, you know, when you have gotten the opportunities, how you've taken advantage of that. And like I said, one of my favorite follows and guys to interact with on Twitter um, let's talk about a little bit about how you got into this. You know, how did you, when did you start playing fantasy football? How'd you get into doing content? Yeah. So I started playing, playing fantasy football probably in 2000 and I want to say three or four. Um, we've been playing in our home league for like 18, 19 years and uh, we love it. It's something that as a, a friend group, we kind of got into and, and we went hard. Like we went trash talking, you know, we, we had beer pong tournaments during this weekend Christmas. We got men's Christmas, right? So we would just go all out. We'd go away to different places, take over towns, you know, no guns were involved, but I mean we were fire. You know, we were just <laughs> we were, we were out of control. Having a great time. Being, you know, nothing illegal happened uh to anybody. And so it was it was a, a fun time, but that turned into just a love of of fantasy for me. Just the boys' night turned into like, okay, now I'm gonna actually study this and I'm gonna get into into all this, I've always loved football. I've been a football fan since I was about five years old, and maybe four years old. The Raiders beat the Washington football team, and my grandma was a Raiders fan. Uh, they were then the Redskins, so she she uh, was just you know totally against them and hated them. And so I was like, this is cool. I love this. I love my grandma. I love football. And so I would go over to grandma's house and watch football, and then we end up living with her. So I'd watch it whenever she watched it. So uh, that's kind of how I got into it. And then content wise, you know what? I started by just doing uh, what I love is following all these different people on fantasy, uh, you know, Twitter. And that is, you know, the Matthew Berry's, the then Mike Taglier, uh, you know, uh, right now I'm thinking, you know, um, Jeff Ratcliffe, just a bunch of different people in the game, Denny Carter, JJ Zacharies and Matt Harmon. So these, these were all people who I just started following and I didn't plan to do any content. Uh, and then I had a life crisis. I turned 40. My job was not as fulfilling as I wanted. I was getting burned out being an evaluator for teachers. And I was writing all the time but not for football, not for me. Uh, and one October in 2019, 18, I don't know when it was. I'll go back and look. Uh, I just, I stopped. It was a Friday night. I worked all week and I just like, I love fantasy football. And more importantly, I love DFS. We talked about, you know, a little bit in the pre 
uh, meeting, how we're going to kind of get into that today, which I'm excited about. Um, and DFS really is daily fantasy sports, right? And for DFS for football, it's going to be you can play on a Thursday night. There's there's content a Sunday, a Saturday. Whenever the NFL plays, you can play DFS, which is pretty cool. And um, they got different size tournaments and stuff, but we'll get into that later. But uh, I, I just said, you know what? I'm going to write for my own process to help me understand what I'm doing, right? Just because I'm not that reflective all the time let me put something down on paper let me see what the the winners are doing you know at the at the time you know the awesomos what are people doing to win and i kind of started copying some of their builds you know making my lineups more uh aligned to the winning lineups not picking the players but the strategies uh and so i started writing just for myself uh and fast forward a little bit later my, my daughter ends up getting cancer that same year and uh the fantasy community just jumps into to love on me and my daughter london and uh, you know, it, 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 it quickly ballooned into uh, everybody just was talking and we're all building relationships and and I'm doing my site before, but it was just for me. It wasn't for money. It still isn't really. But uh, it just turned into the like, hey, we're going to do a podcast. Me and my best friend started doing a podcast. Me and Bo McBrayer, uh, Bo underscore McBig Time on Twitter. Follow him, by the way. Uh, he's awesome. He works for Fantasy Pros uh, as one of their best writers over there for DFS. Uh, and for season long, too. I mean, he just does, he's a jack of all trades. But uh, I, I fell in with Bo. We started a show, too. And then the next thing you know, it's two years later. We're starting year three. Uh, year four from my website, but year three is a, actually pursuing content. Uh, and we do it all. We do fantasy redraft on Mondays with my partner uh, at the Ralph Macho, Mike Collins. He is uh, over there at the Fantasy Millionaires. And that is a, a redraft show. We break down who you should pick up. Like before Monday Night Football even starts, we're telling you the players you should break down. You don't need to, you know, go and look at another show on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Just pick them up on Monday. We're already ready for you. Uh, and then on the weekend, me and Bo hit you with the DFS. So we got the, all the bases covered. Uh, I like to do gambling uh, as well. And we're at the perfect place for that, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, which I write for. I'm I'm the DFS writer for them, and I have my first – and a redraft writer too. Uh, I have my first article out. It's all about rookie running backs uh, and, and where you can draft them and where you can expect them to produce fantasy-wise this year in redraft. And so strategy-wise, you – might not want to draft them all. I'm going to pick a couple of them. Uh, but this kind of gives you the blueprint where you're going to find them, where you can get them, and what they're going to probably in the range of producing based on historical data, based on fantasy uh, relevant data for the last eight years that I've normed. And all the data is there on the article. So, uh, you know, go Sports Gambling Podcast Network and put in rookie running back breakouts. You'll find it. And it's got every, it's got 20 rookies to read about. So it, it keeps you busy for a while. Yeah, well that, that's awesome. And, yeah, love to have you on the team. You're real, We're really putting together a solid roster and when I saw your article came out, I didn't even know you were you're writing for us, and I was I was pumped. So uh, before we get into it, just so you know what the meat and potatoes of the show is going to be, we're going to do a mock draft at the end. But we are going to we're going to talk about intro to DFS because again, I brought Scott in because when I think DFS, I think of Scott. I'm, I'm mad that I didn't invite Bo because I was talking to my buddy Maddie Daddy yesterday, and, and I told him that you were coming on, and he just instantly thought Bo was coming too, and he was like, dude. Those guys are so smart. He said, I, I, you know, he was on a show with Bo the one time and we were just talking about how just he, he was like, I was just learning so much just by listening to him talk. And so now I got to I got to make sure that I send Bo an invite as well. But a lot a lot of Bo love. Um, and before we you know, before we go into the next part, we're going to show some more love to win bets. So when again, make sure you get down on wins bet 50 to win $200 promotion where $50, $50 in bets qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes it the best place to bet MLB. And don't forget about the ultimate fantasy football experience. It's not too late to join. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st. 
You can enter to win in the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much you can choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgalingpodcast.com backslash winbet at sportsgalingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win play or play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please have them call 1-800-522-4700. And again, don't forget about the SGPN Discord. Make sure you check out the new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat the bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to the sportslinepodcast.com. It's sportslinepodcast.com backslash discord. So Scott, it, it, let's just let's just start with the basics. DFS, we talked about daily fantasy sports. What are some basics, the 101, for someone that's new to it? Okay, so it, there's a couple different platforms you can play on, but the, the two main platforms that you might have seen commercials for, uh, if you haven't played or if you have played, are, are DraftKings and FanDuel. So FanDuel is a half-point PPR, uh, which to me, it's okay. It's not as fun. I love playing in the full-point PPR leagues. Maybe people don't like that's fine. Um, they're both pretty popular. Uh, I, I primarily play on DraftKings, and uh, two years ago, I got second in a – um, tournamented 300,000 people in it. And I got 5K, I won 5K. I was uh, 0.6 points away from first in 10K. And I would have won the Million Maker by like eight or nine points that week. So that 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 hooked me. Like that kind of stuff hooks me. And that was on DraftKings. I, I've won a couple hundred bucks here on uh, maybe, maybe 600 bucks or so on, on FanDuel. Cool, cool. I like that too. But when you win thousands, you're like, hey, I'm going to stick with DraftKings. So the way it works is, each week, uh, if you're into fantasy, I'll kind of bridge it from fantasy. Each week, you set a lineup from your roster that you have on your fantasy team, right? So you pick, you've got 16 players probably on your bench, maybe 17 players. You put a roster together, and then you fill the team. DFS is similar, except that you pick players for every single game that you decide to enter or any uh, tournament that you decide to enter. Uh, so let's say uh, on a Sunday, there might be 11 or 12 games, 13 games on that slate that is uh, 1 o'clock, and then it ends at you know 7.30. So all of those games, you can pick the players from any position. You know, quarterback, you pick one. Uh, running back, there's mandatory two. Wide receivers, three. Uh, and then a flex, a tight end, a, def- a defense, right? So that kind of is that's a nine-man squad or nine-man team that you're putting together with the defense in there. And you have a certain budget that you can allocate to it, $60,000, $50,000. And, and you're accruing and, and paying these different prices, based on uh, the different skill levels of your players. So players last year, um, you know, for example, uh, like Lamar Jackson, when he was healthy, he had a higher price. Um, you know, anytime you had Patrick Mahomes on a slate, his price was a little bit higher. So you're, you're valuating these players and you're buying their, their worth and you're putting lineups in. So uh, it's a really fun way to still love fantasy. And if your fantasy team isn't in it that week, or if you're, you know, not playing that, uh, you know, all your teams already steal and you want to play another you know, get the itch, as we say, you kind of want to build more. You can play DFS and you can build as many different lineups as you want. Uh, I personally, the, the tournament that I talked about uh, is a tournament that has 150 uh, entries you can put in for 50 cents each, right? 75 bucks. I did that regularly last year and it was so much fun to just build those builds in a, a simulator. I have a different simulator that I have. I, I use runthesims.com and then get ideas from that and then go ahead and just put them in hand by hand. I, I built 150 hand-built lineups uh, based on ideas that I created and metrics that I, I, I made, but you don't have to have that. The, the, the year I won 5K, I just put a 50-cent lineup in. I put two lineups in and I won. So uh, it's so much fun because you're sweating. It's just like betting, um, but it's not, right? Because it's it's a game of, of – uh, 
skill, they say. So it's not exactly like betting where betting is, is, is more regulated. So DraftKings are pretty much legal in all the states, I believe. Uh, maybe not Arizona because Arizona is terrible. But <laughs> if you live in Arizona, I'm so sorry, government-wise. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a really fun way to be able to play and interact with football. And, and they have different slates. So you might just play you know, the first games, 1 o'clock games, or maybe you play the 4 o'clock games, or maybe play the, the one game on Sunday night or the Monday night game. So it really it, it tickles your fancy however you want to get into it. Uh, and I'll tell you a funny story. That's how me and Bo became friends. We were in a fantasy league, but we just started chumming it up and talking about what we love the most. And really what it is, it's daily fantasy sports. It's it's thinking about every game and what's going to happen and being obsessed, right, and taking no breaks. And so if you're a nutball who loves you know sports and kind of what the value of a player is at any second and what they're going to do this week and what your projections are and, and you want to be able to you know kind of make some money and play with some money and do it, DFS is a perfect way to get in and just to have a little fun. Uh, and you know, you don't have to spend a million bucks either. You can spend, like I said, 50 cents on a lineup and, and still sweat it out and maybe, you know, win a little bit of cash here and there. So what, what would you say to the people that are afraid of, you know, the, we'll call them the whales or the sharks that are out there? Like, you know, are you just throwing, you know, they feel like they're just throwing their money away because these, you know, other people are out there doing it like that. What, what, do you, what do you say to them? I would say that there are tournaments that you don't want to play in that would have lots of whales in it that are going to have a lot more entry. So for example, one that's popular, you might you know see on TV or just hear about is the Millie maker tournament each week. Right. Um, and what you have is a $20 entry fee normally, but people can put in up to 150 entries. So people who are like Osimo, who's the number one ranked DFS player in the world, Alex Baker, he'll put in 150 lineups. Right. And, and he has enough money that he can just do that. And a lot of people do who've won. And they're playing those lineups, and so they've got more bullets in their chamber to go after that. So for me, I put in one just as, as a, a show gimmick with Bo normally. Just go build one. What would you do? What are your builds? And we've won you know, a little bit, maybe a couple hundred bucks here and there. Never anything, you know, n- not a really good investment. Uh, but smaller tournaments or uh, there's different types of games too. So you could play those big tournaments when you're going against thousands of people, or you can play head-to-head. So, Dave, I could play you. It could be Scott versus Dave, uh, and, and maybe uh, I'm not a shark. Maybe I'm your friend, right? So me and Bo actually have uh, one of our, our content bits we do every week is a show that we call – or a writing piece, but it's going to be a show this fall uh, – called uh, The Clash of the Beards and Bellies. And we both have beards. We both have bellies. And so we clash. We go head-to-head every week. We write up our, our guys, talk about who our guys are. And the first year, Bo beat me pretty, pretty considerably. Last year, I came back and I beat Bo. So it's been, it's been great. Like you said, uh, I, I've learned from Bo. Just you know, when, when you find somebody who's smarter than you and, and knows more about fantasy and more about NFL and just his brain is an encyclopedia. I just want to be around him. I, just, I hired him to write for me over at nimblewnumbers.com, and we just developed a real good friendship. And I love doing content with him. And we argue, we fight, we disagree with each other, we give each other shit. You know, we mock each other. Uh, one time uh, we made a bet, and uh, it wasn't a monetary bet because I was paying him at one point. Um, it, it was a, uh, I have to write all the articles next week if I lost. So I lost. <laughs> I had to do all his work, and I named the article. Uh, what does white dog shit taste like or eating white dog shit as reference to stepbrothers where, uh, you know, he, he has to eat white dog shit. So well, it's, it, it's, it's been so much fun uh, just to have a, a, a content piece that resets too. So, okay. So you drafted a shitty fantasy team and it's week six and you're like, fudge. Well, man, DFS, you can DFS, you can DFS, you can DFS. So it's, it's almost the opposite of dynasty. And, you know, with Dynasty, you know, you're locked in and you're like married to those situations. You know, obviously you can trade and things like that. But 
you know, you have a couple players go down and you thought you were in it to win it. You traded your pieces from next year. And now you're feeling like that white piece of dog shit. Um, But you got DFS that can save you. And I was going to bring up that bit. You guys can tell just by listening to Scott, why you guys should go listen to Scott and Bo because the entertainment is, is there. But I, I, I mean, I'm like, I see him post his stuff on Twitter. He sent puts the lineups. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take 20 bucks and I'm going to play one of Scott's line. I'm going to play Scott's lineup. I'm going to play Bo's lineup. I'm going to play yes. my lineup. And, and I want to, you know, I've got my money back. Thanks to one of you guys, not me. Um, but, you know, I do it every, every once in, you know, once in a while. Cause I, I see it. And I'm like, Hey, let's do that. That's fun. And uh, you know, obviously trying to, look at your lineups and think about what, what's your process. So I'm glad you guys are putting it on a show um, just to let people know, because again, it, the process, the results aren't always there, but if you can learn the process, then you can get better at things. Um, what are some tips or things when you are talking about kind of the, the process? Yeah. So I, I mean, I think everybody, when you go to play any game, um, you need to understand the rules, right? So what I do when I go to play a DraftKings contest is see how many people are in it, what the payout is, how it all works, right? So like I talked about, that head-to-head uh, matchup is a nice one to do. What I like to do also is, is do tournaments, you know, 20-man tournaments, 20-woman person, whatever, uh, tournaments where you invite a, a private you know, people in and you say, okay, Dave, you want to play this week? Five bucks. I pay five bucks. Bo pays five bucks. And we all just, you know, go after top three, get the, you know, the, the money. Uh, and so you can actually have little games that are more community based instead of these huge outrageous, you know, 300,000 people, uh, tournaments, which you, that's not where you're, what I did was, was not lucky necessarily. Cause yeah, I mean, the players had to catch the ball. Everything had to align. Um, but it's not typical. Let's just say that you're not just going to put 50 cents in and win 5k and be like, hey, there you go. You know, I didn't do that last year. I did it two years ago. So it's something I tried to do last year, even more than I did the year before. And it was harder to do last year. So, um, but playing with your friends, going head to head, doing those smaller things, um, and, and strategy wise, what you can do is you can tailor your builds to those opponents. So when you play head to head, you don't need to score a million points. You don't need to go for for broke, as they say, with certain players who are, are up and down. And and you know mm-hmm. kind of those those players we speak of. Whereas last year Cooper Cup was steady. You you had him up and down. Um, you know Mike Evans steady, pretty pretty good. Other players not not so uh, they're up and down. You know all, all year long. And so Boomer Bus guys, we love those. The Elijah Moores maybe get you three points, might get you thirty points near the end of the season and blow the roof off. Uh, and so you're really looking in these games for how you can differentiate your build to the competition that you're playing against. And, and the number of people that are in the tournament really does help you decide that. And uh, so in head to head, for example, you're a little more safe. You're, you're, yep. you're, you're cash gaming it. What you're looking for is that you're not trying to, to make $5,000 or five times your money or 10. You're just trying to double your money. You're trying to yeah. one person really. So that's fun. And you can do it with a friend. Um, on, on DraftKings or even privately PayPal, however it is you play, you can play DraftKings free. You can, we, me and Bo, all our tournaments we did against each other were free. DraftKings didn't take our money. We just went back and forth. Uh, and then at the end, uh, he had to buy me a nice bottle of scotch, which I haven't bought yet. I'm going to buy it before the season starts. And I'm going to put it in and just let everybody know this is the bottle Bo bought me. And I'm going to sip a little sip each time, like the tiniest little sip. I'm like, oh, it's so good, Bo. Oh, God, <laughs> so good. So, you know, yeah, we, we like to give each other a hard time. I'm not going to. No, well, that, that's 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 the beauty of fantasy football. And so, some of the times you listen to these DFS shows, and some of the guys are, you know, they're talking about 
contrarian lineups and those kind of things. So when you're talking about a contrarian lineup, what does that mean? And what does that mean to you? Yeah. So one thing you'll hear uh, thrown around is, is ownership. Uh, how many people are on to players each week? And so uh, one of my friends and one of the best DFS minds in the game, Sal Vetri, does uh, a show each week where he does, you know, I think our Friday or Thursday, Friday show, where he just talks about players that, that are um, not owned they're under owned and they're undervalued by the community so where, where the money is kind of going there's projections that do this different sites optimizers you can kind of sign up for it's not just on DraftKings how many people are, are you know signing up for those players or putting them in their builds but you can kind of see where the energy is going based on how the week is unfolding and and uh and where the, the value is for players and so really a contrarian lineup is if everybody is going after Deontay Johnson maybe you don't love Chase Claypool in this game per se but if 90% of the people are on, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, there's a there's a don't miss out on it opportunity, maybe like you got don't overlook it. It's going to happen or or there's an opportunity to maybe take somebody else, maybe Pat Frymuth in that game. And you go, there's going to be, oh, he caught two touchdowns in that game. And, and Deontay didn't do that. Right. Well, that's because there was some value. You knew there was something was going to happen in that game. The defense was weak. They were up against there was a, a, a mismatch. You didn't know where it was going to unfold. And everybody just assumed it was Deontay. You can be contrarian and, and find a different angle in the same game even. Or you can go completely differently and go, I love, you know, this week I love Chris Godwin. Or I love somebody else who's underlooked and, and people are not seeing this that I'm seeing. And he's the same price as this other person who's really uh, well, uh, you know, owned by the community and really kind of over uh, put up there. And then a lot, a lot of times being contrarian just means that you're not going along with the crowd is the crowd rushes to to change their lineups based on an injury or whatever it is so it's vague i'm not, I'm not trying to nail down don't it's not my thesis right there but uh i'll say that you know you you're, you're trying to avoid just doing everything the chalkiness uh and chalk in this sense is that everybody is aligned and you're all the same and there's not a well, difference in your lineup you don't you don't want that you need and, and particularly if you're in those bigger tournaments you want to have more differentiation but when you're doing cash, who cares? Cash, you're one person. None of that matters. The ownership doesn't matter. Yeah. So if you're doing head-to-head and someone's like, oh, he's 70% owned, who cares? Are you going, does, is, your, is your opponent have him? That's all you care about. Yep. No, and, and to your point, you know, you could, you could see a guy score three touchdowns, but if everybody has that player, you're not going to move up. Right. But if, if Chase Claypool scores and you're one of the 10%, that you're going to be moving up and, and the Deontay people are going to be staying still. And that's how you leapfrog people and, and make the big difference. So I love how you differentiate between cash games and your, you know, your, your tournament. So let's, uh, let's give one last shout out to some of the sponsors and then get into the mock draft. Yeah. Again, we got to talk about IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to truly, you know, truly make all my all my searches private and secure my internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on limited devices without sacrificing your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go anywhere without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is, offer- IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com backslash SGP. Use a promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com backslash SGP. And don't forget about Dave, not me. Dave, you level with me. You've all been in a situation where you've, you know, at one point in your life where you're tight on cash. Maybe you could only afford a few uh, gallons of gas or don't know what to get for the next save the date or birthday. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to, struggling to make ends meet, it can really be stressful. Then, you know, more stressful and unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you out in a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is always 2020, but you can't change the past. What you can always do is, is help your future self. And if you did so, maybe you'd ask for a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you with when help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses without stressing you out. There's no interest, no credit card, no, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the, the financial relief they needed with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as helping your future self. Download the Dave app from the, the app store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evol, member of the FDIC. Your future will thank you. Let's get on to the mock draft. And another sponsor of the show is Sleeper. So we're going to do it by Sleeper. Got to get this out of the way. And... You picked from the sixth spot. I'm from the 12th spot. This is a PPR redraft, one quarterback. Let's get this thing started. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. I had the sixth pick in the Scott Fishbowl, and I uh, it's a little different format. It's a two QB format. So I have not really drafted that many uh, mock drafts. My second mock draft of a, of a one QB uh, set here. I'm really excited. So I did it from the sixth spot again. Um, just because I want to kind of just see the difference and understand one QB and, and players would be coming off the board a lot sooner and I'm not uh, adjusted to it. So this will be good for me to kind of get some, some uh, data. So right now, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Gonzo off the board. So I'm, I'm left here with Cooper Cup and, and Justin Jefferson. Now, I do think the Rams offense is going to be incredible this year and I do like it. Uh, I think Cooper Cup can be uh, almost as effective but not as effective i mean it's really incredible what he did last year robert woods was not there they have Allen robinson now and i think they're gonna run the football a little bit more hopefully cam makers healthy so uh, i'm gonna go wild crazy here and i'm gonna go justin jefferson because i love that that they're gonna be throwing the, the ball a little bit more in in as it's how it's gonna go i know that i i've heard the, the rumors so i listen to rumors yeah and so i actually put this out on tiktok if jonathan taylor is off the board you're sitting at 102. Who do you pick? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a lot of people are, are commenting, you know, Christian McCaffrey, some Dalvin Cook, some Cooper Cup. I uh, had a bunch of different answers. And, you know, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are mock drafting because you want to know how does it play out when I take Christian McCaffrey? Mm-hmm. Or how does it play out if I go Justin Jefferson? What, what if you go Justin Jefferson at 102 or Cooper Cup at 102? Are you going to be able to get good running backs at the the two eleven and three three hundred two? Well, I'd rather figure that out in a free mock draft with Scott than 
be doing a $50 or a $1,500 league and realize, yeah, I probably should have went, went running back. So I'm going to take Stefan Diggs here. I still think Stefan Diggs with Josh Allen is, is in for a bounce back year. Not that he had a bad year last year, but I still think he's going to be an absolute stud. And, and I think this is going to be the year for DeAndre Swift. Maybe, oh, it's, the dynasty, maybe oh. it's the dynasty player in me. But uh, I didn't want to go without getting a running back there at the turn, not knowing what's going to come back to me. So I just want to review the first round, and then we'll get to Scott's pick. Jonathan Taylor went 101. Austin Eckler went 102. Christian McCaffrey, 103. Derrick Henry, 104. Dalvin Cook, 105. Scott broke the running back run, went Justin Jefferson, 106. Then Cooper Cup went 107. Najee Harris, 108. Travis Kelsey, 109. Jamar Chase, 110. Joe Mixon, 111. And then I went Stephon Diggs, 112. And DeAndre Swift at 201. Scott, you're on the clock. Okay. So after that, Nick Chubb, Lamb, who I love, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, and Mark Andrews all point, 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 point. Uh, Here's what I'm feeling right now. And maybe this is not accurate, but it it doesn't look right now. I don't know. I'm not. Have you heard anything about Alvin Kamara being suspended lately? I've heard a lot of nothing about him being suspended. Yeah, a lot of nothing. You know, there were. There was a comment about, um, you know, there is a video out there. And, you know, I think if the video was out there, we probably would have seen it. Um, but I, I was actually talking to, to Michael F. Florio, hmm. and I asked him, did you see the Chase Claypool video last year? And he said, no, I haven't seen it. I said, exactly. Last year, Chase Claypool kicked a dude in the face. Have you seen it, Scott? No. no I, first I've heard. I didn't, I didn't yeah, know. it was on, like, Pro Football Network, and it, was, it got a little bit of press. He got nothing, no suspension, nothing. And there was video of him literally kicking a dude in the face and, you know, a little scrap, you know, with his buddies after, after, after the bar. Right. So I just, I don't see a six game suspension and they may not even meet until November. So we may not get a resolution in this. Um, But, you know, a lot of these things, unless it's domestic violence or drugs, you're probably not going to see a suspension and most likely they're going to settle it out of court, and Alvin Kamara's going to be fine, in my opinion. I agree with you, and I think if he falls in your draft, you can you can scoop scoop him up for sure. Now, here's the thing: I will say this: I love Aaron Jones this year too, though. And this is this is kind of the dilemma, right? And I have not gotten to this. This is the bridge I didn't know I had to cross. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get here, uh, which is to you know, unfortunate. I should have thought ahead, but. Uh, I do also have Debo on the board as well. If you want to go big stud, you know, zero RB, uh, Danny Carter all the way, Justin Jefferson, Debo would, would you know, make it move, as George said. So um, I don't know, man. This is tricky. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. I'm just going to just take the plunge. I went, yeah, I didn't know. Oh, man, I thought I turned the sounds off, but we, we did not do that, and they gave it to you. They didn't like it. Yeah. Well, you're back on the clock. We talked about the second round. DeAndre Swift, Nick, you know, Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Mark Andrews, Alvin Kamara, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones did not come back to you. Mm-mm. Javante Williams, Debo Samuel, who you also considered, and then Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Third round. Third round, we have we have cheeseburger Lenny, or is he what what's what's Leonard Fournette these days? 245. What do you think? No, he's a he's a happy meal. <laughs> we got Leonard Fournette 301, James Conner 302, Mike Evans 303, Patrick Holmes 304, T. Higgins at 305. Scott is back on the clock. I'm disappointed. I really, I was going to sell my my soul for Mike Evans, and 
man, if he could have come back to me, uh, you know, that's my biggest disappointment right now. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, speaking of, of, of disappointments, uh, Kyle Pitts, a little bit of a disappointment last year. He didn't find the end zone, right? It was not, not working for him. I have a chance now to, to, to pick him. Uh, this, this is, this is a regular, you know, it's not like a Scott fish thing. We get like a thousand points extra for tight end. Right. You know, nope, nope. Um, so, but I also have AJ Brown available, uh, to me as well, which is very interesting in this situation. I'm going to lean AJ Brown. I'm going to do that. And, and you know, I, I like AJ a lot this year. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, and what people might push back at you on and say, well, what about, you know, the, the situation over there, with Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, any concerns about the, you know, I mean, he's never really got a lot of volume over there, but any concerns about, you know, him fitting that offense? Let me ask you a question. I don't. Here's the thing. You didn't have an A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is is not the exact same as Debo Samuel, but you're not going to tackle that guy one-on-one out there. He's a he's a hoss, right? We've seen the whole Ravens team a couple years ago could not tackle him. He he can pinpoint the ball, high point the ball in the air with his huge monster hands. He can you don't bother him. You're like a gnat up there, right? So uh, I'm I'm not afraid. Uh, the people who are like, well, you know, he is not going to get a lot of volume. He doesn't need that much volume. He needs like three or four plays. And with, you know, Devonta Smith on the other side, that's great. Somebody's going to be open, right? Somebody's got to be open, right? And it only uh, helps Jalen Hurts, too. So, um, you know, if it gets back to me, I might have to take Jalen Hurts. Ah, I don't want to spill my beans. Well, yeah, we won't do that. Luckily, it's only me here. And uh, we'll we'll see about the, you know, what what I end up doing with Jalen Hurts. So, here, you know, I, I, I like some of the running backs that came back to me. I, I, I think, you know, there's some receiver depth that I, I, I need to go get a running back here. I like, you know, some of the receivers coming up in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, but, you know, Cam Akers going a little bit, you know, a little bit questionable here with Cam Akers and, and Swift going with the upside. Um, and then I have the, you know, I have Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. A little bit questionable quarterback play for both those guys. I got George Kittle if I want to go tight end here. Yep. And, you know, the tight ends are kind of going off the board. I think there's a, a big drop-off after you have, you know, George Kittle and Dalton Schultz. Um, but you're going to get quite a bit of volume here with David Montgomery. So it's just interesting. I'm, I'm not going to think George Kittle and Schultz make it back to me. So I'm going to go with the Kittle here. And get my and short my tight end early. I like it. I like it. It's not. It's not. A, I was going to go Kittle if he got back. If he you know, made it to me for sure. So, um, Kittle in the fourth. That's a really good value. I'm. I'm. Yeah, hmm. pencil that one down. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a winner. Uh, okay. So for for me now, I, I'm I've got Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara, and AJ Brown. So I've got a number one and maybe a number one, right? Maybe two wide receiver ones here, maybe possibly. Uh, so. I don't need to kind of push too hard there. Uh, some some little frustrating news, honestly, uh, out of camp. James Robinson apparently is back. Excuse me as I get a drink real quick. What's up with that? What's going on there? I mean, good for him, bad for fantasy. Yeah, yeah, they talked about it today on you know, fantasy footballers. And, um, you know, kind of Chris Godwin is also back. And, you know, um, we we don't know what that means, you know, like, just because that they did, you know, it's a good thing for them and a good positive sign that they're going to be ready to go, right. that they were not put on the PUP. But just because you're not on the PUP does not mean that you're going to be going to a full practice 
with contact and all those things. And, you know, running on the sideline, doing individual drills is a lot different than, you know, going and, and trying to go one-on-one with Aaron Donald. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not Penny Soul, by the way. I love Penny Soul. I watched a clip of him yesterday just manning on Aaron Donald, talking shit to him, getting in his face. I want to see if they play this year. I don't know. I'll, I'll look at my magic crystal ball. If they play this year, I want to see Penny Soul pancake Aaron Donald. <laughs> listen, no offense to Aaron Donald. He's a champion and all that little short man anger he's got. He um it, it, he fights people. Like he tries to fight people too. Like he it does it all. He does it in practice during uh, preseasons with people that are open practices with other scrimmage practices. They call him. He does it. Then he does it. He did it. The Cowboys, I think. And the Cowboys rookie grabbed him and suplexed him. And I got an erection. I was going to say, sorry <laughs> for the, to the kids, because I, I not nothing against Aaron Donald. I don't like aggressive guys who, who try to fight you. Right. And who are just being that way. I like it when you play football and you're aggressive. That's fine. I'm super hyper. I knocked a guy out almost in the th- turkey bowl, right? Just going nuts on him. A big rugby player. I hit him so hard. I was going, I was going, ah, my friends need to, <laughs> hey, Scott, calm down, right? Calm down. That's not what we're doing here. So I get it. But still, uh, all right. I'm still disappointed in this situation. There's just, yeah, there's a difference between being aggressive and being, a, you know, a bully. And, you know, when these guys are, are just looking to, you know, bully everybody else. It's good when someone stands up to him. All right. So I like, it. so anyway, uh, I'm going to jump over here. I, I, it's hard. The, the, the running back was taken right one pick for me. Uh, Brees Hall. I like him a lot this year. I would have taken him, but you know what? You got to pivot. You got to do a little something, a little pivot. I'm pivoting over to Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman has a chance to do a lot of damage this year. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I like that pick. Um, there's a couple guys that, you know, I've probably a little naive to think they would make it back to me, but you know, I like Mike Williams a lot this year. Um, obviously, Michael Pittman, I think he's in for a, a monster year. Um, you know, so just to, to go through the fourth round, George Kittle went 401, David Montgomery 402, Deontay Johnson 403, Antonio Gibson 404, Terry McLaurin 405, Brees Hall, like you mentioned, 406, then Michael Pittman at 407, picked by Scott. Jalen Waddle, 408. Lamar Jackson, 409. Team four must have forgotten. This is a one-quarterback league. Travis Etienne, 410. Mike Williams, 411. DK Metcalf, 412. Then uh, fifth round, Josh Jacobs, 501. Jerry Judy, 502. So Judy went before Sutton. I actually looked at the lines yesterday. I was kind of looking at like what the, the DK Sportsbook had, and they have Judy and Sutton very close. But they have Judy. His line is about 10 more catches, about 20 more yards, and a touchdown more than Cortland Sutton. Um, So I did post what all the rookie numbers were. Traylon Burks was actually the top for everything. It was interesting. Um, But, yeah, uh, check out out Dynasty Dorks on Twitter if you want to see that. But um, Amari Cooper, J.K. Dobbins, and then Scott Sutton. All right, so in this situation, uh, I'm open to do anything, right? I can go running back, tight end. Um, so let's look and see what we're looking at. Quarterback, Joe Burrow is available. Oh, I like Joey, Joey B this year for sure. Uh, running back, it's a bit of a hodgepodge, just like the dead man zone, right? This yep. is running back dead zone here. You got Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, I think, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to use him until he, he bruises him. Honestly, like that's kind of how his, his strategy is, right? So run him into the ground. I'm not worried about uh, anything but him getting injured. Like, and if that's what happens with NFL players, right? So if I'm going to go Elias Mitchell, I'm going to know he's going to play. He's going to be there. Uh, he's in a good offense. I like that as well. 
Um, I don't like Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Miles Sanders, uh, not a big fan of. I do I do like AJ Dillon though. I'm not gonna lie to you. AJ Dillon, he does it for me. He he gets it going. Um, but you know, I there I, you know, I man, this is hard. I've not done this. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go quarterback. I'm gonna go Joe Burrow. I, I can't not go Joe Burrow. Right. I had All to go. Right. To- yeah, I had to. Do they? Do they didn't like it, or they like it? What, they what? didn't say anything. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm I'm kind of happy that AJ Dillon went because then I did not take your pick that you told me. Yeah, but I definitely was thinking about him. Uh, I'm gonna go like with him. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Nice. Um, I really was hoping that AJ Dillon would make it back here. I think Hollywood Brown is in a great spot with you know, Kyler Murray's obviously going to be studying. Mm. Um, he's going to be watching wow. a lot of film. Um, so Marquise Brown is going to be the benefactor. I think he gets a deal soon. They're obviously doing everything they can to uh, make Kyler Murray happy um, by giving him a big contract, lots of money, and bringing over his buddy. And I just I don't really know if DeAndre Hopkins is ever going to be DeAndre Hopkins again. Um, you know he has you know he's had kind of a, a rough couple of years with injuries, and and now he's got the suspension. Um, it's just you know it, it's. You don't want to miss half a game of your year thirty season, um, and he's not necessarily been a, you know a, you know he's not a, he's not one of those guys that you, you know you've had that four four speed and all that stuff. He's he's not he's not going to do that. Um, and before we you know before we go into the next part, we're going to show some more love to win bets. So win again, make sure you get down on wins bet fifty to win two hundred dollar promotion. Where fifty dollars, fifty dollars in bets qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes it the best place to bet MLB. And don't forget about the ultimate fantasy football experience. It's not too late to join. Bet five hundred dollars plus on sports or casino before July thirty first. You get entered to win in the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much you can choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgalingpodcast.com backslash winbet at sportsgalingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change, terms, condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win play or play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please have them call 1-800-522-4700. And again, don't forget about the SGPN Discord. Make sure you check out the new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat the bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to the sportslinepodcast.com. It's sportslinepodcast.com backslash discord. Adult and Schultz did make it back, so I really would have probably went ETN if I knew Schultz would have got back to me, but he didn't. Um, let's see what running backs are available. Ugh, it's ugly, ugly, Terrible. ugly out there. Um, quarterbacks, yeah, Jalen Hurts is right there. Uh, but I, I'm I'm going to go with a receiver here, and I think Allen Robinson. I, I hear he's eating some breakfast with Matthew Stafford. That's all you got to do is eat breakfast with him. That's that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. So the the sixth round: Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker, actually Ken Walker, T.J. Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, and Scott is on the clock. Mm, 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 mm. You know, oh, I like Dalton Schultz too. Um, I went Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yeah, I got I got Dalton Schultz and uh, Scott Fish. I probably got him a little early. Um, I was at the beginning. Uh, I was I was pick one hundred and one, 
So you kind of got to, when you're, when you're at the one, you kind of got to take a leap on some of these things and, and you get ahead of the run. It's true. There, there was no run. Um, so I just jumped out, got Dalton Schultz and then no tight ends were picked <laughs> before my next pick and like 20 receivers. So I was pretty pissed, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And you know what? It is what it is uh, in, in Cleveland as well. And who knows what it is in Cleveland? It's not good. Uh, how does that make you feel about Cream Hunt? He's up. He's the next queued up running back. Uh, and I only have a, a an Alvin Kamara in my queue. What, what do you think about the Brown situation? I, I like Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a good situation there for him. I mean, they're they're probably going to have Brissett for at least a couple weeks. Um, you know, maybe half the season. Or, but Kareem Hunt was getting so he was getting so much work at the beginning of the year before he got hurt. He was getting 14 or 15 touches a game, and you're lucky to get some of these other guys. You know, they're lucky to get that. And he was getting it on a per game basis. He was, you know, he was a high end RB2. Um, he's got some upside if Nick Chubb were to go down. Uh, I think, you know, in the seventh, eighth round, Kareem Hunt is a steal. Yeah, I, I like it too. And uh, the only other person I really love there too is Tony Pollard as well. I think that Zeke is on the decline. I know Zeke wants to eat, but I think I think this year is going to be a, a nice year for Tony Pollard. I'm not going to say he outscores him, but I think it gets the, the gap gets narrowed for sure in my mind. But I'm going to go Kareem Hunt because I think they're going to be losing some of those yeah. games, and and you're going to need to be able to throw the football out of the backfield. Yeah. Andrew Erickson called uh, Zeke a landmine today. Oh, I um, love that, Eric. That's talked terrible. about him in the draft, and he's got him. He's he's kind of ranked at RB25, which is uh, definitely not in line with ECR or ADP. Um, but they're like, why do, why do you do that? He's like, I just don't want people to draft him. I think he's just a landmine out there. And I know that everyone's going to point to the fact that he's never had a season outside of the top 12. He said, but, you know, he's not going to have a season outside of the top 12 until he does. And it's, you know, it's more than likely going to happen sooner than later. Um, he's got a lot of wear and tear in his body. He's got a lot of carries over the last couple of years. And, and Tony, Power, Tony Pollard obviously, obviously looks like the better back when he's on the field. Are you going to take him? Is that what you're telling me now? I, 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 okay. I'm going to go with Batman. That's a good pick though. And take him. Tony Pollard would, he would be in consideration, but I'm going to go Devin Singletary here. Um, And we'll see, you know, I just, I like getting running backs on good offenses. And he currently is a starter and Tony Pollard is not. I like that too. That's, that's a good point. Um, but but Tony, Tony Pollard made it back to me, so you know, um, I, I you know, ooh, hey, ooh. Um, but then also Elijah Moore is also over here uh, as well, and um, it's become you get you know he's not coming back to me either, and I do love his explosive four three speed. <laughs> it's a game changer. Um, what would you do in this situation if, if we're not in this league together and you're in my shoes? Are you leaning Elijah Moore? Are you, are you leaning Tony P? Uh, it really would come down to the the roster build. I would, I like Elijah Moore and Gabriel Davis better in this. Oh, Gabriel Davis off more already. I yeah, like Elijah Moore better, but you only have two running backs, and so right. that's where I'd probably lean running back here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger on Pollard, and then you know. Just cry as Elijah Moore gets picked. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> oh God, why? Oh. All right, so let's let's go. We didn't cover the last couple of rounds. Um, so 
we had Jalen Hurts go 701, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tom Brady at 703. Drake London was the first, actually, well, the third rookie, the first rookie receiver off the board. DeAndre Hopkins went at 705, Kareem Hunt 706 by Scott, Traylon Burke 707, Russell Wilson 708, Dak Prescott 709, Cordero Patterson 710, Gabriel Davis 711, and then I took Rashad Bateman and Devin Singletary. Aaron Rodgers went 802, then we had Devonta Smith 803, Tyler Lockett, Chase Edmonds, Matthew Stafford, Scott took Tony Pollard, Dallas Goddard, and then we have Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro, Zach Ertz, and and Dawson Knox. We had Rashad Penny, Trey Lance, who I was kind of hoping was still on the board. Not on the board. Scott and I, actually, you got a quarterback. I'm the only one without a quarterback. Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, and then Chris Olave. I put this question out there, Scott. What, well, who do you think is going to be the top rookie receiver? I think everyone kind of thinks Brees Hall is going to be the top rookie, you know, rookie overall. Who's going to be the top rookie receiver this year? You know, if Jameis Winston stays alive the whole year, it could be Chris Olave. It really could. So yeah. I'm going to lean in. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think Olave is in the best spot. I think London gets a lot of volume, but I don't think he gets a lot of scoring opportunities. I'm kind of like we saw with Kyle Pitts last year, a whole lot of yards, but not a lot of touchdowns. And it's Marcus Mariota, so it's, it's you know the target's going to be less quality than what it was last year with Ryan. It could be even worse if they switch to, you know, have a rookie go in there with, with Desmond Ritter as they try to figure it out. I just I like Olave's situation better than I do London's or, or Burke's. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm going James Cook. Nice. Yeah, and with with Cook, Singletary, you know, one of those guys is gonna be fantasy relevant. Um we just we just gotta figure out which one it's gonna be and um you know, with with James Cook, you're looking at somebody that has, you know, uh, some some really good pass catching ability on an offense that you know passed you know one of the highest pass volume offenses in the league last year. Oh, for sure. So I'm gonna take Derek Carr. I like the additions that they had on the offense. Um, you know, I know Carr's never thrown for more than 32 touchdowns in his career, um, but he's also never had Devontae Adams. Um, he's got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and I think it's it's very underrated. Um, you got to have a good play caller, and Josh Josh McDaniels. You know whether we like him or not, whether he's you know an a hole for what he did to the Colts, he's still been a, a very good play caller. True, and um, you know I think that's going to be a, a very good offense and a very competitive division. All right, so this is where it gets a little difficult, and I'm going to go with one of my favorite rookies. Ooh. Isaiah Spiller. Tell me more. Tell me more. I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. So you don't love the draft capital, but I love the landing spot. So Isaiah Spiller, um, you know, he didn't have that blazing uh, combine that people were looking for. And so people kind of fell off the train. It, originally it was Isaiah Spiller or Brees Hall. Who's the, you know, the best running back. And, you know, when the combine hit Spiller, you know, lost his mojo. But when it comes down to it, he's on the Chargers, one of the best offenses or projected to be best offense in the league. They've been looking for somebody to compliment Austin Eckler. And Joe Lombardi is, you know, he helped implement that Saints offense that had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. They've tried to find a, a, a counterpart to Eckler, and they've just been unsuccessful. Mm. And I think Spiller is a perfect piece. There's no way, you know, you're going to see 20 touchdowns from Austin Eckler this year. Right. 
that regression is going to come down. I think Spiller's going to be a big piece of that. I think Spiller can work his way into a every week flex in this offense. And if Austin Eckler were to go down, he could be one. He's one play away from a massive opportunity. Mm, I like it. Uh, the way the board's fallen to me, I went wide receiver four out of my first three or three of my first four picks. But I need I need more wide receivers now because I've abandoned them for five rounds. So I'm gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go. I can't believe he's still able. Christian Kirk. Ooh, Follow right. the money. Follow the money. Him this year in the little he, tenth round. It's a steal. So we we had uh we had James Cook nine oh six, Pat Frymuth nine oh seven, Robert Woods nine oh eight, James Robinson nine oh nine, Chase Claypool nine ten, Ramondre Stevenson. A lot of people are getting excited about him. At the nine eleven spot, fantasy footballers talked about him today. Early. You like Stevenson? No, that's early in this. That's a bit of a reach, I think. Well, but. he he's starting to get a lot of hype. He's coming out. He's coming up on rankings. Some people think he could take Harris's job. Some yeah. people think he's gonna. You know, James White's not gonna be ready to go. But people are getting excited. I had Marcus Grant on the show, and he brought uh, Ramondre Stevenson out as a uh, breakout candidate. I like um, him as a breakout candidate, but in the in the ninth round, you're paying up a little bit. Yeah, um, you're you're definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're these are some starters. You know, you're looking at Brandon Ayuk and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, Robert Woods. I mean, Robert Woods is is going to be healthy. It looks like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. most likely the number one there in, in Tennessee. So, um, I got Derek Carr at nine twelve, Isaiah Spiller at ten oh one. We talked about him, Michael Carter, Melvin Gordon. I mean, Gordon was pretty solid last year, and he's been kind of ignored. True. Um, so uh, you know, at the ten, that's a pretty interesting uh, pick. There's Tony at 10.04. Uh, Michael F. Florio, if you listen to him, he's going to try to sell you on Kadarius Tony. And, uh, you know, at the price tag you're, you're, you're getting him at, I'm buying. Yeah. Um, Ronald Jones, 10.05. Russell Gage, 10.06. I wonder if the Julio Jones uh, thing's going to switch Russell Gage's ADP a little bit. What happened with Julio? I've been going to the cardiologist today. Oh, well, Julio Jones signed with Tampa Buccaneers. Oh, that's sexy. I need a breaking news drop. Okay. Um Christian Kirk, 10.07 to Scott. Alan Lazard, 10.08. Uh, Mike Isecki, 10.09. Christian Watson, 10.10. Sky Moore, 10.11. Damian Pierce, 10.12. This is where a lot of the rookies are flying off the board. MVS, 11.01. Alexander Madison, 11.02. Cole Komet, 11.03. Michael Gallup, 11.04. Tyler Boyd, 11.05. And Scott, 11.06. Okay. I got I to gotta think about this a little bit. But, uh, you know, I... I don't like to do a double QB right now. You know, I don't like to draft the second QB really. I'll pick somebody up later if I need it, if it's if it's like desperate times. But I like to leave with a plethora of running backs and wide receivers. Like I just it just you know, it gets me excited. That's all. That's how I do it. So um, let me talk about what I need right now. I've got a good you know stable four and four. I'm not even going to dip into the tight end world right right now. I don't really need to worry about that. Um, I'm looking to see who's available. There's some there's some value on the table. You know who I like this year? I just drafted the guy who took you know his money and ran or the spot that he he's going to fill now. It's Rondale Moore in Arizona. He yeah. should, he should be in the Christian Kirk role in the uh-huh. first first couple months without you know month and a half whatever it is without our boy DeAndre. That's uh, a bit of a value. They're probably going to ding me because I'm reaching a little bit, but it's the later rounds. Once you re- reach past round 10, you can kind of play with house money. So I'm going to go Rondell Moore. Hey, they didn't ding you for it. And, you know, Rondell Moore is – he's very interesting. You know, a lot of people last year, you know, they were excited about him as, as a rookie. And, you know, obviously he let people down. Yes, he did. Um, but at the end of the day, like there's 
rookie receivers, like not everybody's Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. It takes time. And, you know, with him getting everybody out of the way, everyone's talking about Zach Ertz and Marquise Brown. Who's after that? You got A.J. Green, who's another year older, and you have Rondell Moore. And so I could just, you know, I think that you're going to see, you're going to see him get more involved in the offense. And I hope you can see him downfield and not just on some of this gadget stuff. Right. Um, you know, but we'll see. So, um, so we talked a little bit about Leonard Fournette earlier and, you know, I'm going to take Rashad White. Nice. Not, not only with the, the Leonard Fournette situation with, you know, his weight and things like that, but you also got to look at the fact that, you know, they, tr- they were trying to find a pass catcher last year. And they couldn't, you know, Leonard Fournette got 80, 80 plus targets. Uh, Gio Bernard, Bernard had 30 plus targets. Rojo had, you know, like 20 targets. He can't even catch and they're throwing the ball. Right. So Rashad White, he profiles as a great pass catcher. A lot of people, you know, compare him to, you know, like somewhat of a David Johnson type of a player. He's, he's definitely, you know, another guy's one, one injury or one play away from a big opportunity. But if he gets that pass catching role, you know, he's another one that has some upside. And I'm going to double up with running backs here. I'm going to protect my investment. I got Cam Akers. Might as well get some insurance. Daryl Henderson. All right. I was worried my guy was going to get taken. You ever have a guy and you're like, computer, don't you dare snipe me. Yeah. You, if, when you look at your board and you know that, like, your heart's gonna drop if somebody takes that guy. You better go scoop him up as soon as as soon as you get on the clock. Let's uh, let's give one last shout out to some of the sponsors and then get into the mock draft. Yeah. Again, we got to talk about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to truly, you know, truly make all my all my searches private and secure my internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on limited devices without sacrificing your speed your computers, tablets, phones, even your fire stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go anywhere without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is, offer- IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com backslash SGP. Use a promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com backslash SGP. And don't forget about Dave, not me. Dave, you've level with me. You've all been in a situation where you've, you know, at one point in your life where you're tight on cash. Maybe you could only afford a few uh, gallons of gas or don't know what to get for the next save the date or birthday. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to, struggling to make ends meet, it can really be stressful. Then you know more stressful and unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you out in a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but you can't change the past. What you can always do is, is help your future self. And if you did so, maybe you'd ask for a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you with when help you get up to five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash. 
That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch them on bills. You finally tackle those expenses without stressing you out. There's no interest, no credit card, no, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the, re the financial relief they needed with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as helping your future self. Download the Dave app from the, the app store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member of the FDIC. Your future will thank you. Um, you know, th this year, I I'm taking a guy who last year you saw him be effective in the passing game for a team that wants to run the football. And I took a teammate of his, an A.J. Brown, earlier. I really do love Kenny Gainwell, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He's somebody who I, I'm, I'm hoping I'll get a ding on, but okay. Didn't get a ding on. Uh, I, I like him. I'm going to have him on most of my squads if I can get him in the 12th round. You know, I'll just see how it's going to be. I like Marlon Mack, too. Marlon Mack was there. That was the decision for me. If I'm going to get that running back, Marlon Mack or Gainwell. I went Gainwell because he was solely the the, the passing back, right? And he had a little goal line work here and there. But really, if, if they're going to throw the football uh, to the running back, it's probably going to be him. And I love that because you're going to see Jalen Hurts scrambling and dambling around. Well, let me ask you about a running back that went in the 11th round. So Tyler Algier went in the 11th round, 11.08. And so I was looking at ECR versus ADP and just trying to find some values in the sense of, you know, the experts are obviously telling us that this guy is higher or lower than ADP. Right. Algier was eight spots higher in ADP than he was in the expert consensus rankings. He was the biggest quote unquote reach. Mm. What are your thoughts? Is he a reach or is he a value at the 16th spot in your rookie drafts? I don't know how that offense is going to play out with Marcus Mariota uh, and Ritter there too. I don't know what it's going to look like in, in the fully formed, uh, you know, I don't know, um, baby boy or whatever that is. That's <laughs> sheer. I don't know. Um, so I'm a little hesitant um, to maybe go all in on him. I liked your pick of Rashad White uh, a lot in that round. Um, and then, I mean, you know, he's out of the rookies i think spiller i'd rather have spiller there's a couple i just I, he's not i'm not i don't hate him you know if he's there you need somebody in that round and you don't have a running back and you've kind of gone zero rb he's definitely a good candidate but you know they like to put cordell patterson in the the backfield down in the red zone because he is a beast and yeah. so uh i watched him run for three touchdowns against the washington football team or catch three touchdowns and run for like the man just is is a vulture and so just know that maybe there's going to be some inconsistency there, and there's not a lot of touchdown equity my, for my money in the offense for him at this point. Maybe upside of six. So six is not that many uh, for a running back if you're going to be targeting him. So when, when are those six touchdowns going to come? Are you going to be able to play him? Are you going to play him then? Do you know how they're going to be? So I'd rather go for a bigger upside play uh, in that round. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, you you look at these like these ups. You know, like we'll say they're they're short yardage backs it's it's very tough if you're the short yardage back on a team that is expected to lose a lot of games yes and negative game scripts will definitely write him off of the you know of the game plan when the falcons are down 21 nothing or, or you know right. 21 to 7 at halftime of every single game um so that's where you know you, you see more of the Cordero Pattis and the jd mckissick the hines when they're they're having to come from behind yeah, and also you got to think about Mariota if he is going to you know start the whole season. He likes to 
you know, do little options and little quarterback reads and the play. He he might take it in himself a few times, which cuts into touchdown equity too. And, he, and you can't draft people based on touchdowns. Even people like Austin Eckler and JT and, and stuff like that, you 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 have a range of touchdowns they might score. So I mean, Algiers range might be from zero or one to six that's probably the, the maximum upside probably just given the amount of role unless of course there's an injury Cordell Patterson goes down for the year something like that then people that just all changes so I I don't want somebody to go I listened to this six months ago and he got hurt no, 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 no. we're talking about things play out how they are his role in the up in the offense like you said is about opportunity and I don't know if he has that much where Marlon Mack even the next round him and, and, and Pierce, we're going to see what happens, but there's an opportunity, at least for both of them, to, to, to have some upside because they, they will be sucking and they'll be throwing the football for sure. You know? Yep. So. yep. Oh, oh, it's me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry we, were, we were pontificating there. All right. So we're, we're in the 13th round. Uh, Noel Fant, uh, Tim Patrick, David Njoku, JD McKissick, Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, the T. Lawrence just went off the board. Uh, looking at, at my choices here, they're, they're ugly. I mean, it's, it's, Oh man, it's it's like redheaded stepkid ugly here, you know. Uh, sorry, I mean, that's a joke. Uh, it's a, that's an old hockey joke from the long time. Uh, my my brother's redhead and, and he is a stepson. So. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Joey, don't sue me, uh, please. Uh, I love my brother. All right, here, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, as I'm looking out here, I went Gainwell last time. I, I don't have to go tit for tat back and forth, but. I'm going to go Jalen Tolbert. I have Jalen Tolbert on every single one of my teams, my Scottish team, my Warrior Bowl team. This mock draft, the last mock draft I did, he's in every single one of my teams so far. I have to put him on there. Uh, and I'll just tell you why. Because Michael Gallup, maybe he comes back, right? Maybe he's good to go. Um, mm-hmm. But guess what? There is still uh, three wide receivers were viable in the in the Dallas Cowboys offense last year. Uh, Cedric Wilson proved that with the money that he made in Miami. So Jalen Tolbert, as a rookie, if he lines up on the outside, uh, he's a big boy. He's got big old 10-inch hands. Oh, he's got good, uh, you know, uh, not uh, yak necessarily, but, uh, you know, contested catch. He's there. He, he's a big guy. And so he's able to body up. Not not A.J. Brown-esque, but, but more uh, physical than you want him to be if you're a DB. Put it that way. You don't, you don't like it. It's not good. I, I like the pick. Um, and he was another guy that I pointed out as a value doing that exercise. And, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, like you said earlier, it's opportunity. And Michael Gallup is not cleared for, you know, for training camp that, you know, some of these other guys are getting cleared. He had a very late uh, ACL injury. Um, he could miss the first four to six weeks. And the other guy on the, you know, on the depth chart is James Washington. I mean, at least Tolbert's going to be the third, but most likely the sex, second option and when Gallup gets back, he's still recovering from a major knee injury, and Tolbert's going to be the second or third. We saw times last year where Cedric Wilson shined in that offense or a high-pass volume offense, and unless they you know, grab a Will Fuller or a Cole Beasley or someone else to soak up some targets, he's in line for you know, a good target share. Yeah, and maybe he, you ride him in the beginning of the year, and you don't use him that much after Michael Gallup comes, and you may end up maybe discarding him, but... There'll be value. That offense just churns, and uh, Dalton Schultz is in there too. So I'm just buying into the offense. I've got Dalton Schultz. I've got Jalen Tolbert. I have some equity in that Tony Pollard. So, you know, a lot of times you chase positional upside in offenses that feature those positions in in places they get a lot of volume, you know. Um, And and so that's just kind of how I – 
break down uh, my build. So it's my pick again. Uh, you you want to talk about yours though? Because it, it went right back to me. Yeah, real fast. So um, so after you was George Pickens, Tyler Higby, Mark Ingram, Devontae Parker, DJ Chark, and then I took Jameis Winston and Crowder. You know, I took Jameis Winston over Matt Ryan. Um, just I like the situation that Winston has better than what Ryan has. I do love Michael Pittman. Um, but they're going to ride Jonathan Taylor. They're not going to expect Matt Ryan and hit this stage of his career to put up, you know, put up as much production um, in the air as he's been used to. Um, but James Winston, he's got uh, weapons. And whether, you know, if Kamara's out there, it's going to be even even better offense. And we've seen James Winston's upside. And, and I'm going to, you know, bet on that for my second quarterback. And then Jameson Crowder is more of a safer pick. I don't hope to play him that much. Um, I know I already have Diggs as my number one. But, you know, Cole Beasley's been getting 100-plus targets there in Buffalo. Crowder's going to be in that role. And as much as I love Gabriel Davis, Crowder's been a pretty solid, you know, when he's healthy, he's been a pretty solid slot guy. He's never had, you know, a quarterback like a Josh Allen. Put him in Josh Allen, put him in that Cole Beasley role, and and let's, let's uh, you know, let's hope for some upside in a PPR format. Yeah, I, and I like Winston because uh, that boy can sling it. That's what he. That's what he does. He might not be able to say it or dance it or like make the fingers. Whatever he does, it's always weird, right? Until yeah. he, until he throws the football, and then once the football leaves his hand, you're like, oh my god, look at it, it's beautiful, right? All the other stuff up to that has just been. I watched him by the way two years ago or three years ago. When I, maybe I think he was on the Buccaneers play against 49ers. He fumbled the, the fall twice on the same play. He got, he got, <laughs> he got strip sacked. He picked up his own fumble and he got f and strip sacked again. And I had him. He was on my team. He, that game, he also threw like three interceptions. And I was just like, holy crap. I'm down negative eight points by Jameis. So um, anyway, I do I do up and down. It'll be for sure. All right. Your pick's up. I, I just realized I had the wrong screen up. Okay, here we go. Austin Jefferson, still available. I had to, I had to go for it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was Van Van Jefferson. Oh, sorry, Justin Jefferson. Oh, Van Jefferson. Sorry, I have Justin Jefferson. All right, I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. I pick Van Jefferson. In that offense, he he's still there, right? I mean, and last year he was viable. I had him on my team. He was a a nice flex option. So in the in the 14th round, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. I will take some Van Jefferson for sure. He's not supposed to be better than than Allen Robinson, so I'm not even worried about it. I just know he'll be there sometimes if I need. Yeah, and so some a pick after that was Gus Edwards. Edwards is an interesting pick. I know he also tore his ACL around the same time as J.K. Dobbins, but he didn't have the same injury. J.K. Dobbins had injury to other parts of his knee Mm -hmm. when Gus Edwards had a clean ACL tear. Gus Edwards might be ready to go faster than J.K. Dobbins. I love that. And, um, you know, so that pick in the 14th round is great. And even if J.K. Dobbins is is good to go, when those two were together before – Edwards was still getting 10 carries a game. Yep. So, um, for sure. So, uh, so I like that pick in the 14th round. Tunyon at 1409, Tyrion uh, Davis Price, 1410. Kyle Shanahan might, you know, trick everybody and have him as the starter. Who knows? Alec Pierce, 1411. Hayden Hurst, 1412. Mac Jones, 1501. And then we have Jamal Williams at 1502. Raheem Oster, 1503. Brian Robinson, 1504. And I like the Deonta Foreman pick. I think he's going to be the handcuff to Christian McCaffrey, not, um, not uh, Chuba Hubbard. Oh yeah, no, 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 Chuba. I love that pick. That's a that's a really good pick. Um, 
You know, there's nothing to lose right now. I mean, I'm in the later rounds. I'm just going to go Julio Jones, right? Yeah, that's a fun one with the news that just came out. That's a fun one. Nothing to do but get Julio. You know? Yeah, I'm glad I was able to, to break that to you. Thank you. Um, we have, I'm going to go KJ Osborne here. Um, oh, what a great pick. I should have gone KJ. I love him. That's a great with, with With KJ Osborne, you know, um, you know, with Thielen's, you know, he's been up and down with injuries and things like that. Um, you know, you could see KJ Osborne more involved. But this is also going to be a new offense, and, and I want to see how it looks and, and see how it features someone like a KJ Osborne. I, I think it's going to be him or Irv Smith. I don't think both are going to be able to be that, you know, that fantasy relevant week to week. Um, but I'll, I'll take, I'll put my money on him. And then I'm, I'm going to shoot some upside here with uh, Curtis Samuel. We've seen it from him in the past in that Scott Turner offense. I know they have Jahan Dotson, um, but we'll see. It's another team, you know, we'll, we'll see. What, do you, what are your thoughts? You're, you're there with Washington. What are your thoughts about Curtis Samuel? You know, I, I drove home every day last year, and, and what the the, uh, the milieu here on the Sports Talk Radio, which is 106.7 The Fan, shout out uh, The Fan here in D.C., um, Grant and Danny is the name of the show, Grant Paulson and Danny Ruye. Um, they're both not household names, but uh, they're pretty big here, right? They've got hundreds of thousands of followers on the, on the tweeters. So um, they break sports news. And, and uh, I think Danny Ruye got on the NBA Tonight Show with Charles Barkley. His impersonation of him was so good. So uh, some local guys here. Um, but every single day, they'd be like, what Coach Ron Rivera say about uh, Curtis Samuel? And then he'd be like, he's on the sidelines. He's not practicing. So it just became a running, it became a running joke. So I would say there's so much bias against Curtis Samuel that's been built up uh, by Washington fans that he could be a really sneaky play if he's healthy. He is, we know he can score 200 fantasy points. He's done it before, right? Yeah. So I think that's a great moonshot right there. Uh, I love the KJ Osborne uh, as well. A bunch of, 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 of nobody running backs went after that and Odell Beckham. And so it leaves me with, I, I think if, if you're in a, a draft and you're going to, you know, wait on a tight end, uh, you know, there's a couple different ones you can go for. Uh, I mean, I like Cameron Bray just being in the offense with Tom Brady. Why so snag him? You know. Yeah, and Bray. I got Cameron Bray and Scott Fish. I know there's people that are not excited about that pick, um, but I, I, I've we've seen Bray. You know, we've seen him catch the Lombardi from uh, Tom Brady, so there's some trust there. But we've seen him be, you know, fantasy relevant back when Jameis Winston was there and he got a big contract. Right. There's just nobody else. It's about. Uh, and I hate this is the thing. We all know that certain players are better than other players, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of shields us from like responsibility when when they, they suck, right? We're like, oh, that guy's better than him, so that's why I said, no, 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 it's opportunity, right? So I will say, Cambridge uh, has an opportunity, and he's my second tight end, so I don't really need to do that much with him. You know, it's not like I'm I'm leveraging my whole team. I've got Dalton Schultz. I think he'll get most of the starts uh, in this game, but uh, in this in this uh, little. You know, mock league we're doing. But last pick of the draft. Oh man, who is your last pick? There. Oh, oh, I got my last pick. Uh, right now, my last pick is going to be Paris Campbell, the second wide receiver. Matt Ryan, right? And uh, I, already, I already have Michael Pittman, so I might as well double down in case one of them gets hurt. Now I've got you know the other one. So, well, um, interesting pick right after you was uh, Deon, you know, Dearness Johnson. They were talking about it, you know, on on one of the shows, uh, and, and I think Fantasy Pros was talking about. You know, not only is he someone that could be the handcuff to Nick Chubb, but if they were to move on and trade Kareem Hunt, he would instantly gain value. Oh, yeah. Or if they were to trade him, 
Imagine Dearness Johnson went over to a backfield like Houston. He'd instantly be the starter. You know, there's there's situations where he could go if if a, a running back went down during the offseason, he could go over and be a starter somewhere. We've seen him, you know, play really well. Um, Chris Carson was drafted. He actually retired today. Um, <laughs> Shout out Dave Kluge. Yeah, he retired. Um, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, Chris Evans, David Bell, Evan Ingram, who I was gonna, I was looking at, um, and I was also looking at, at Austin Hooper. Both went. Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Paris Campbell, um, Kendrick Bourne, Joshua Palmer. Um, we have Robbie Anderson, Baker Mayfield, John Mechie. Um, unfortunate news this weekend. Um, he's not going to play this season due to being diagnosed with leukemia. And then, so my pick is up and I need a second tight end. So it's going to be between Brevin Jordan and Logan Thomas. Oh, uh, we've seen more of it from Logan Thomas. He does start out on the pup. Um, so a little concerned, but I don't need him right away. Cause I have George Kittle. So I'm going to go Logan Thomas. We know Carson Wentz has peppered tight ends in the past. And I'm just going to hope that it happens again. Uh, I like my team so much. We're going to convert this into a league. Um, so, Scott, let's let's talk about your team. You started out with Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara in the second round. Then you got A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman. Your starting quarterback is Joe Burrow. Your starting tight end is Dalton Schultz. Then you have your second your second running back is, is Kareem Hunt. Then you have Tony Pollard, James Cook. Then your your backup running back or your backup receivers are Christian Kirk, Rondo Moore. You have backup running back Kenneth Gainwell. Then you have Van Jefferson, Julio Jones, Cameron Bray, and Paris Campbell. And Jalen Tolbert too. Oh, and Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, I, I am kind of feeling my way through this draft. I'm not super happy about the the quarterback tight end situation I went with there. Not that I'm against Joe Burrow, um, but. I, I think I would like to wait a little bit later and get Hertz or Brady or just somebody, even Trey Lance, like you said. Um, but I, I have Joe Burrow and Scott Fish, so there's just like, you know, I think I'm being drawn to him. And, <laughs> you know, anyway, um, but not that I don't like Dalton Schultz either, but, you know, uh, those are my two um, you know picks I'm kind of not too sure about right in that, that heart of the round. I didn't have running backs, and because of that, I wasn't going to get the dead zone running backs like we talked about. Some of them just not the upside you want in that round. So um, I got to play through this. I like Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, and James Cook because they're all PPR backs. Same with Gainwell. I go after after PPR backs. Same with Kamara, right? You're going to get more points that way. If you don't know this hack, you're not paying attention to Scott Barrett, and you're stupid because Scott Barrett (laughs) told me to tell you this. So um, you got to target them. And the the early news out of, uh, you know, the – Buffalo Bills camp is that they found their guy in the backfield when it comes to passing the football, and that's James Cook. Not that Devin Singletary won't tote the rock down at the goal line or whatever, but uh, they need somebody to catch the football out of the backfield. They're high-paced, fast offense that moves the ball, and they 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 go go go. And so I love that that uh, that Cook picket as my RB four because I'm sure he'll be flexed uh, in this you know if this is a real team quite often. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, 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 wide receivers, Christian Kirk to get him in the, the 10th round was a great value. And then the rest are just upsides, you know, volume, particularly, you know, second year wide receivers, third year wide receivers and Julio, right. The, the, the old goat of the, of the, you know, what, two, two thousands, what do you call those? The, the, the aughts teens, the two, two thousand. Yeah. I don't even know. Right. Well, yeah, he's, he didn't, he's earlier than the late 1900s, but the, the early two thousands. Yeah, whatever it was back when he was, you know, fighting Roddy White off for 
targets and you know all the crazy I'll, I'll never forget I, I was at a, at a draft party my buddy's a huge browns fan all he wanted was julio jones and browns are on the clock the year after they traded out for an opportunity to get sammy watkins who he wanted they traded out uh and didn't get julio jones and drafted three guys that were out of the league in three years oh yeah but the browns um so you know so my, yeah my my only you got rb you know rb2 by committee yes um it's it's very difficult to go early tight end and early quarterback, which is really like that's why I kind of fade uh, tight end in my super flex leagues, and then I I go early tight end in my one quarterback leagues, and it, it's just you know it's hard and you you kind of saw that here like you said with the running backs, but I think you have a a nice pairing of running backs there where you can kind of pick your poison. And with you know Kareem Hunt probably starting the season off, and then Tony Pollard and James Cook easily could take over their backfield at some point in the season, um, and you know they could end up being starters for you. Yeah, I, that's the hope. So you know we'll see. Well, I, so I went with Stephon Diggs with my first pick. Then I got DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. You know, felt pretty good about my running backs there. So I went with George Kittle, um, knowing I could probably get some receivers back here. Um, was very happy to get Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. Um, Allen Robinson was a plus. Um, you know, Singletary, uh, you know, that was just kind of a value pick there in the in the eighth round. Um, not knowing what was going to come back to me. And I want, I just took him over Pollard, um, but definitely thought about Pollard there as well. Um, waited on quarterback, got Derek Carr. I feel like I, you know, I just liked the options there. I really would have loved to get the upside of Trey Lance. Mm. But I feel like Derek Carr could easily be a QB one this year, um, with the you know situation he has with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. Uh, went upside, you know, high high value handcuff running backs protected my investment with Henderson. I always I always try to get my RB ones handcuff. You can't handcuff everybody, but I like to handcuff my RB one. The last thing I want is to face Scott. He's got Henderson, and, and Akers is out. Um, so, so then Isaiah Spiller, just a guy I've been targeting Rashad white. And then, uh, James Winston's my QB two, Jameson Crowder, KJ Osborne, Curtis Samuel are my bench receivers. And then Logan Thomas finishes up the roster. Would have liked to get a little bit better depth at the running back position, but I think I'm okay. I, I like it. And, uh, you know, we both have some rookies on our squad. So, you know, don't be afraid to draft rookies, folks. Like it just—it's it's part of the game. There's 17 games this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. your ranks, people. It's not your dad's NFL anymore. It's your NFL now. Yeah, come on. Well, and and we went rookie running backs. We didn't go and get a bunch of rookie receivers. I have one. I have one. Well, one, one, one. You got one, but it was in the 13th round. Right, right. We did not go after the Drake Londons. Who, by the way, if Drake doesn't get touchdowns. Um, Marcus Mariota, how many people is he in the support over there? Uh, pretty nervous, pretty nervous. Well, it's, it's time for tags. You've been very, you know, thank you so much for your time. Oh, sure. And, great. uh, you know, it's been, been a lot of fun, um, but time for tags. Where can we find you? And what's the name of the website again? Yeah. So I'm nimble W numbers on Twitter. I'm nimble W numbers.com. I'm at NimbleWNumbers on Gmail. You can email me, right? So, uh, and if you see me on any platforms, I'm NimbleWNumbers on Sleeper. I'm NimbleWNumbers on DraftKings. Uh, it's just, it's my handle. And it's Nimble with numbers. But 
on Twitter, you can't put a, a slash in there and then with <laughs> too small. So it's implicit people. Um, but I do love numbers as much bullshit as I spew. It's all backed by data, right? So I like to be funny and silly, but there's data research that I do every single week where uh, Bo and myself are just crunching numbers, looking at numbers, building spreadsheets, building data models, uh, building our own, looking at run the Sims. Shout out Justin Freeman and Pat Mayo. Love those guys. Um, and But it, it really what it comes down to is we love football and we want to be able to share that love with you, with anybody, with the listener, with anybody. So please, on Twitter, reach out. And uh, you want to joke around, you want to show a picture of your, your pet, you want to talk about your kids. I'm, I'm there for all of it. Well, hey, man, I, I thank, thank you again for coming on. Uh, you know, it's been, been a long time coming. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys go check out Scott's work. I'm definitely going to be hitting Bo up to, to come on the show. And, uh, again, for all your DFS needs, make sure you go over and check out Scott's website and uh, look out for his articles right here on the SGPN. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. And, as always, good luck this season.